Welcome to the Justin News Podcast, guys. Thanks for joining me. It is a uh, Wednesday in uh, California where I'm at, Wednesday afternoon, and uh, I am pumped to be with you because yesterday, Super Tuesday 2019, the Democrats, baby, we cleaned up. Whether it was the Kentucky governorship or uh, the mayorship in Wichita, Kansas, or the state legislator in Virginia is now for all lovers. Uh, the Democrats uh, kicked ass and took names. They they took some they took some fucking names, people. Okay, um, it was a, it was it was a, a a pretty big performance on the Democrat side, and Republicans they're scared. They're scared. Donald Trump he is scared because Matt Bevin his uh his buddy his uh I think we should say comrade down in Kentucky who was the uh who was the the incumbent uh, Republican governor lost uh lost to uh, Andy hold my Bashir and um big upset there uh the Virginia state legislator first time in more than two decades that the Democrats have have held that that means gun control it means uh, uh health care it means uh, a 15 dollar minimum wage like these things are actually likely to happen and they should happen uh in the state of virginia and uh in places where it, it hasn't been close in the past even mississippi uh it was it was close in in the governorship uh, with jim hood down there and so um I have to say, I am feeling great. I am ready to let rest on my laurels. I am ready to call it a day. I'm actually going to put an end to this podcast. This is the last episode because I feel so good. I'm kidding. Uh, I do feel good. I feel great. But there is so much more work ahead of us as you guys listening to this podcast know. There's so much more for us to do and uh, so much to do whether it's swing left or run for something, the key is to get involved. I'll be seeing a bunch of different websites that you can go to and support and give money to and sign up for and volunteer for on my Twitter account, on my Twitter account at fake Justin cross after this podcast. Anyway, uh, my guest, I want to talk a little bit about her melody ping. She is an actor uh, and a comedian um, who is uh, just got done um, with the first season starring in a big Netflix series entitled I Think You Should Leave uh, with Tim Robinson. It's on Netflix. Very funny. Melody Ping. You guys are going to... We. I will say this was probably not my most political interview, but it was one of my most fun... Probably my, maybe my most fun interview I've done with like like two beers. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. I had a couple beers during this podcast. I think Melanie had Melanie had a uh, probably a. I think she said she had she had some five buck Chuck going. Uh, so anyway, we had a great time talking. We talk about what it's like to grind in Hollywood. If if you're somebody who you have any creative genes in your body and you're wondering like how can you whether you live in LA and you're trying to be an actress or an actor or a comedian or a musician, or you're just somebody who wants to be more creative. I think this podcast is for you because we talk about what it's like to be in the grind and how, uh, what basically her tips and her tricks and her really not tips and tricks, but like just her advice on, on how to, how to really make it happen. Uh, she's a smart person who went to University of Michigan uh, and 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 went there, got out of school, worked at Target uh, as as in supply chain. She had kind of a corporate gig, 
which uh, she had moved out to LA for or with. And, uh, and then she just like started looking out the window and she's like, she looked at her job and she's like, fuck it, let's go for it. And so, um, anyway, you, I think you'll enjoy her story. And she's like I said, very funny person. We recorded that on Halloween night. Cause like I say in the, the interview, I mean, we both are just, uh, real socialites, real Hollywood socialites. Um, and blew off a ton of, of red carpet type of events in order to, to do this podcast. Melody, I also talk a little bit about politics. I ask her about uh, her love for Minneapolis and the rebellion from the mayor of Minneapolis and the Twitter fight he got in with Donald Trump. Uh, I also talk about uh, or ask her about what it's like to be a comedian and an actress, how much politics gets in into what she does on a regular basis, and uh, a lot of stuff. It was a fantastic time. Fanta- you guys are going to love it. A little different from most podcasts that I do. A little different interview style. Uh, typically, I, I don't I don't work my way through a sixer when I do these interviews, uh, and, and the guest usually doesn't work her way through a bottle of five buck Chuck. But you know, hey, sometimes we get loose here on the Justin News podcast. Uh, and before you get, we get to that, I do want to just say real quick. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and download on iTunes. I'm going to try to get this on uh, on Stitcher. It used to be on Stitcher. Get it back on Stitcher. It was taken down because uh, male nudity. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. It was. I don't. I think some, I forgot what happened exactly. It was. It was some sort of technical error on my end. But we'll try to get back on Stitcher. Get it on uh, Spotify. Who knows? Pandora. I'm kidding. It's just, I don't know if anybody's even on Pandora anymore. I think it's just me and like my aunt. I think it's just me and my aunt on Pandora now. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Subscribe to I, on iTunes if you can. Leave us a nice review. You can also check it out at justinnewspod.com. Spread the word. Follow me on Twitter. And follow the folks who support this podcast and who help make it. Uh, my good friend Mike Stocksdale being one of them. You, he's my audio engineer. Uh, does a fantastic job. You hear him on these intros. You hear SideQuest, who, which is his musical side project as well. But you can check him out at mikestocksdale.com. Check him out on Twitter, Mike Stocksdale. And uh, he's playing the Troubadour in L.A. So if you live in L.A. uh, on January 11th, he will be at the Troubadour. He also plays uh, Hotel Cafe a lot. If you go to his website, you can uh, find more on those dates and, and get tickets. Uh, he's, uh, he's an awesome guy. And, you know, I, right before, real quick story on Mike, I was editing this podcast at a bar just uh, last night. And I texted him to let him know I'm going to be sending it over his way. And he, uh, but when I, when I went to text him, I had my headphones on, headphones in. And literally, like, sometimes I'll hit a button on my phone for whatever reason, and it'll start playing his music because I have his music on my phone, like, kind of in my music area. I don't know. I think there's probably a more technical term there. But it starts, it just queued up Mike, Mike's, one of Mike's songs. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm urinating in the bathroom. I, I happen to walk to the bathroom. And, uh, and so I, I text Mike like in the middle of texting him anyway, I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm, I want you to know I've got a podcast I'm sending your way. Also, I'm listening to you, uh, while I urinate and, uh, I didn't, didn't hear a response, uh, until this morning, um, which, uh, didn't make me feel awkward at all to which he just said, 
uh, and I quote, sweeter words have never been spoken. Sweeter words have never been spoken. And um, anyway, that's Mike Stocksdale for you. Check him out, MikeStocksdale.com. Also, Jake the Snake Craney with the fake sponsors. Fantastic. Check, whatever, you get it. Check Jake the Snake out at Jake Craney on Twitter. He also uh, writes and does interviews for a website called Ground Sounds. If you haven't heard of it, you should. They do really cool music interviews and music news and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he's uh, just a great, great friend of mine, very funny man, Jake the Snake. And, of course, Corey Hill helped uh, get me in touch with Melody, uh, our guest, and uh, he's a frequent contributor. He was on the last podcast, which you should listen to, State of the Stat, if um, – if you, if you haven't uh, listened to that one, please do. Corey is a great writer, just wrote an article in The Guardian, writes for a ton of different websites and places. He's an activist. So uh, shout out to those three guys. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the interview with Melody Payne. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ohio State University who attempted to trademark the word the in the Ohio State University. Of course, the prestigious U.S. Patent and Trademark Office denied this trademark request because you can't trademark the word the, you pretentious douches. This message brought to you by the University of Toledo. Suck it, you Buckeye snobs. And the answer, my friend, man, is gone with the wind. The hurricanes came and blew away all our sins. So we get a fresh start, a new day in the sun. We were sick, but we're cured, and there's work to be done. Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today my guest, she is a comedian and an actress who just recently appeared in I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix. She's also a self-professed fan of the musical artist, and yes, he is an artist, Nelly. That's right. You remember country grammar, folks. Melody Ping, thank you so much for being my guest. Thanks for having me. I hope you know, by the way, we are going to do the next 25 minutes of this podcast about uh, just basically breaking down the nuances of country grammar by Nelly. So I hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm ready. I could, I could write a paper on this. So, so wait, hold on. Are you? You're not. We talked about this before, but you're not from. You're from Michigan. You're not from St. Louis, right? Like, like what? No, is, I'm not. I'm just a, a fan of Nelly, who happens to be from St. Louis. How how did that happen? How did how did how did you become a fan of Nelly? Was it where you just listened to the radio? You know, one day. <laughs> like, I mean, how does it? Because I'll be honest. I was when I first got introduced to you from through through Corey, um, I went and you know, I went and looked at your Twitter profile and I saw that you're a fan of Nelly. And I went down this rabbit hole. So instead of like coming up with good questions to ask you, I listened to country grammar on repeat for the next like twenty minutes. So like I, I'm just wondering how did you become such a big fan? Well, you know, every song that he's on is good. Like, I mean, there's some that are, like, less wonderful than the others, I but, say, I mean, they're all good. Is that, like, like all three songs? I mean, I because mean, I get it. Oh, I, seriously? I, well, oh, no, <laughs> no, no. like my high school soundtrack. Like, every song featured Nelly, and his music videos are so good, and it was when he came out with Sweatsuit, and he wore that Band-Aid on his face, and that was, like, an iconic fashion statement. So we are, I, I should say, that's a good point, because this is, we're actually recording this on Halloween night. Uh, because you know, clearly, 
you and I are both uh, Hollywood socialites, and uh, we have nothing better to do than record a podcast. But um, I remember that because I, I, I was, I remember being, I think I was in high school when it came out, and I remember that that was Nelly and the Band-Aid was like an extremely popular, remember that was like a very popular Halloween costume that people would wear. Like, did you, did you yourself, did you ever wear the Nelly Band-Aid Halloween costume? You know, honestly, people in my class just wore Band-Aids on their face. It was not for Halloween. It was just (laughs) for kicks. That is a sort of influence that Nelly has on our culture. (laughs) Maybe not so much these days. Although I think he's still performing at some like upcoming country music festival. Are you sure? Is it not like a farmer's market? In Des Moines, because that would no man. Give him a little more credit. Sorry. I don't think he's done yet. You like how I started out saying that I love Nelly, and then I just hated on him for the next like five. I minutes. don't really. I'm not sure where you stand. I like to, I like to have people on on the show. I like to have guests on the show, and then just back them in a corner very early on, and just see <laughs> see what the fuck happens after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Wait, so why, why aren't you, why aren't you out on, I mean, it's Halloween. Like, why aren't you, like, you live in LA. Like, why aren't you in West Hollywood at the parade wearing a choke collar or whatever the fuck people do? I mean, like, it's, Halloween is pretty big, I feel like, in the West Coast in LA. Like, why aren't you out right now? You know, I'm tired and I'm old and I enjoy being in bed early (laughs) <laughs> this weekend, so my friends are in town this weekend, so we're probably going to get really stupid. My mom's in town this weekend, so I'm probably going to be on Xanax. It's going to be a weird weekend. <laughs> You're originally from Michigan, right? Yes, I am. I'm from the Detroit suburbs, so no street cred. Is that... Uh, so I had an ex-girlfriend who cheated on me with a guy who was from Novi, Michigan. Do you know Novi? Oh, shit. I know Novi. He would be from Novi. Did you? I'm just kidding. I don't know what that means. I was going to say. is well, Do you know you've never heard of Novi? N-O-V-I? No, I do. There's no like stereotype of anybody from Novi. Do you know a guy named, do you go, do you go, do you know a guy named Eric S? Well, I won't say his last name. I'll just say Eric S. Really? I'll... Just any guy named Eric S? All right. All right. Maybe that's a little too obvious. Um, Let's call him E. Schroeder, okay? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> name any names here. All right. You know, I really don't. I went to a really tiny, like, magnet school. Um, so our class was, like, 150 people. Okay. So you didn't, okay. So, because I was, I was thinking that those, when you mentioned the Band-Aids, I was like, well, did she go to, like, you know, did she go to the... Sli- High School, well, yes. I was like, did she come from... Did she go to, like, the Slim Shady's High School? Like, did everybody just get beat up all the time? And that's why? Like, was it... <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck's going on there? I feel like it's all kids who got beat up in middle school, so they decided they didn't want to go to their local high school, and instead <laughs> we went to this nerd high school. But we were all sorts of nerdy, but we couldn't beat each other up, because nobody knew how to fight. <laughs> well, so... One of the things I want to ask is that, like, so you, I, I mean, I spent eight years in in uh, in LA, and I'm I'm in the Bay Area now, and I I know what it's like to kind of come from like a smaller town and go to LA, and 
follow, you know, your passion and do comedy and all that kind of stuff. And now you're on a show uh, on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, which is like a sketch comedy show. People need to check it out. Like I'm, I literally, I, I don't watch TV and movies very much. I watch the, I watch news and sports. And like the last movie I saw, I think was uh, Good Will Hunting back in 96. So like, oh my I'm, gosh. but I started checking out this show on Netflix and it's really, really funny. Like, I'm wondering, coming from a town like, you know, the suburbs or coming from the suburbs of Michigan, like going to L.A., was that for you like a kind of a, a scary process? And, and how did how have you adapted so far? I mean, obviously, you're doing well, but like, was it did you have some growing pains in the meantime when you went from? Mm, I feel like it would have been scary if I didn't already know people out here. But I had quite a few friends out here. Um, and I was able to move in with them right when I got here. So that sort of eased the transition a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I moved out here from Minnesota where I never had to drive. So I lived and worked in downtown Minneapolis, just one square mile. <laughs> we walked everywhere. And um, I think driving and traffic, it was definitely my biggest adjustment. But mm-hmm. now I've gotten used to it. I kind of like it. Not the traffic, but I'm okay with driving. Are you just happy to be... Uh uh, not shivering. Well, you know, I am still shivering, but it's like 60 degrees outside. I'm a huge wuss. When I moved out <laughs> here, I tossed out my winter jacket. I was like, I'll never need this anymore. I'm going to LA. Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've said what the fuck like six times. I'm, I'm going to have to oh. like go back and edit out like, I'm like, okay, because there's going to be... Oh, well, I don't want to make more work for you. I can just say frick or I can just not cuss at all. You know, I can sense it is that, myself. Is that, the Min- um, is that the Minnesota nice in you right there? Just trying to, like, make less work for me and not curse? <laughs> Minnesota nice is actually not nice. It's just passive-aggressive, <laughs> which I can sort of, I mean, I'm like that sometimes, too. Mostly with dudes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, how do you okay yeah, okay I, I, hold okay. on hold on I want to go I want to stick to that real quick pa- okay I want to pick okay. up on the pat because I I I see this sometimes especially like an office uh, you said before we we got going here uh on the podcast you were telling me you worked in like supply chain for Target right like um yeah. I imagine like one of the things about working in an office is you often see like passive aggressive emails like have you <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, have you still, like, are you still doing passive aggressive emails, even though I know you don't like work in an office full time? Um, no, not really. Um, but I did get a passive aggressive email once from one of my agents. Um, basically, <laughs> I was new to the agency, and every company sort of has their own like way of functioning. And um, I emailed to ask about clarification for one of something that I was auditioning for. And basically she sent me back an email like per my subject headline, this is what you're supposed to do. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> thank oh, you. See, <laughs> see, that's, I just misunderstood what she said. that is such a, so like whenever somebody starts a sentence out with like per P E R, you never that like, the word per is never used in any other context except to like passively aggressive, passively aggressively like dress somebody down via email, you know, like that is the only time I feel like it's used. 
Um, Not a fan of the word. There needs to be another word for per, but I can't think of any. <laughs> so, so LA, the transition, uh, it's gone well for you. You, um, when did you get into? I mean, how did you make the transition? I think there's a lot of people who um, may listen to the podcast that are fans of comedy, you know, fans of, of you or fans of, uh, you know, Tim Robinson and in and, and the show. Like, like, how do you how did you make that transition from being like in an office setting uh, and, and now being like, you know, a comedian who's who's starring in these big Netflix shows? Oh, it was freaking rough. I think what people don't realize about acting is you're essentially owning and running your own business. So you do your own marketing, you do your own networking, financial management, you identify who your buyers are and you market to them and you try to get them to buy your product. It's just that you and your face and your personality and all of you is the product. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was able to use my business degree, I think, more than anything else I had done up to this point. Um, but it is hard and it's easier if you have investors up front, like agents and people who are willing to get behind you and really support you and push you. Um, but you have to, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically you establish your core competitive advantage in a crowded marketplace and you do everything you can to establish your brand and grow it. That was the most corporate response I've ever heard. (laughs) To that You're running question. a business. People don't understand that sometimes. I was waiting for you to drop the word "per" in there, and uh, <laughs> so "per" what I just said, Justin. I think you should just listen back to what I fucking just said. Like that. Like I love it though. It was. It, you're exactly right though. That I mean, I feel like I mean I spent a lot of time out there in LA, and it is one of those things. Like I. I mean, I never. Frankly, like I never fully grasped that until like I was away from it, which is like, holy shit, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be balls to the wall. You've got to be all in on this and it's got to, you've got to take it. I think the hardest thing is, uh, putting structure around something that, uh, is sort certainly like glorified in a way that has no structure. You know, you think of, I guess in my mind, I initially thought of like comedy, especially as like this world where there's not a lot of structure to it and you just like smoke weed and like come up with good ideas. And I was good at smoking weed, but you know, Ooh, it, that's a good skill. I'm actually you. not good at smoking weed. What's really, what's I'm not good at smoking things in general, but I would continue your story. No, 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 no. I want to, well, because I think that some people, when they when they start smoking, their their uh, like their growth can be stunted if they don't smoke the right way. Like mm. if you try to start smoking weed out of say a Coke can, you know, you 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 plunge a hole into a Coke can or maybe a milk carton, um, like that can sometimes make you a bad weed smoker. But um, <laughs> and by the way, that is where that's how we're going to spend the next twenty five minutes of this podcast talking about uh getting high uh in the most ghetto ways possible with <laughs> with by the way i'm gonna put some nelly on we're gonna put some some, some country grammar in the background yes! <laughs> and then it's gonna be like 2005 all over again um, oh my gosh yes no but uh no but yeah I, I guess i guess your your point is a great one where which is that like you have to take it seriously and i feel like 
it's the idea of putting structure around things, right? Like I, I actually think that in hindsight, especially the more structured, the actual more creative you can be within that structure. Um, but like, that's hard. I think when, when, like you said, you have to run your own business and I, I, that sounds, I think that's just a really like salient point that you make. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you're the CEO, so you really have to trust yourself to get stuff done. And it can be hard to stay motivated when, first of all, like everybody experiences a ton of rejection. So there's no immediate like ROI on any of the work that you do. Um, but also like if you don't get your work done on time, if you don't hand in your auditions by time, you don't show up on time, really nobody's punishing you. Like you have to sort of hold yourself accountable. And I think that's where a lot of people sort of fall off the ledge. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Negative. There's no negative reinforcement. Um, there's just, there's just alcohol and that makes you feel good for a while. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's my reward at the end of every day. I'm like, what am I going to drink after this? Audition? <laughs> there we go. What, what do you, what do you, what is your favorite? What's, what do you drink? What, what do you, what's your go-to like wild Turkey just straight out of the bottle or what? You know, I'm not really big on dark liquor. I had a Jaeger phase, but I love Jaeger <laughs> bomb. Oh God. I'm like about to puke just thinking about it. Although I'll probably do some this weekend. Some of my friends are here. We're celebrating. What are you um, celebrating? What, hold on. What, what are you celebrating? Life, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, it's been a really good year. I'm trying to, so this particular friend, I'm trying to convince him to move out to LA. So, you know, whenever I'm, I don't want to make new friends. I feel like I'm too old to do that. My mm -hmm. making friends days are behind me. So I just want to get all my friends, live all over the U.S., just move to L.A. That's problem solved. <laughs> I don't got to do anything. Make I like no it. effort. I like it. I think, I think there's a few conclusions I've reached tonight. One of them is that in some ways, you're a hard worker who's very funny, very smart, but in some ways, you've kind of, you've, don't take this the wrong way, but you've kind of given up a little bit. Like you, you, and I say giving up on making friends and mostly on Halloween, <laughs> but you know, I can't even disagree with that. It's just harder and harder. You were, you were, yeah. Well, you, you kind of, like you were silent for a second. I was like, oh fuck. I, I ran into a hole. I didn't, I was like, oh you know, God. There's probably nothing you can say that's going to offend me on this call. I was like, but don't like. I was, like, I was like, it was going so well, and then... Today's podcast is brought to you by the NRA, the Nashville Racketeering Association. We manufacture the highest quality tennis and squash rackets in the greater Nashville area. Graphite, hypercarbon, titanium, even tungsten. We work with everything, and our rackets are top-notch. Online response has been flabbergasting, and we'd like to address that. Racketeering is something we're passionate about. Please stop sending us subpoenas. Also, protesters outside our office chanting down with the NRA are completely uncalled for. We're a pillar of the Nashville community. Bernie Sanders threw a brick through our window the other day. I mean, come on! The Nashville Racketeering Association. Please, for the love of God, leave us a positive Yelp review. It's a battle, and I'd rather fight for good than be herded like cattle. The odds are against us. 
Government won't defend us And they draw the districts so nobody represents us Ice caps are melting and the storms are persistent Guns so easy to get that war is consistent Are you still a member now of um, uh, I Think You Should Leave Tim Robinson? Is that like, are you like a recurring cast member now? You know, TBD on that, um, they're working on a second season. Okay. So, we don't know who's going to be invited back yet, or if they're just going to recast, um, or how that's going to work. Mm, but, okay. if I knew, I would tell you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Come on, we just met. But yeah, you would, I can tell. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a rapport. No, but, but uh, how was it to be involved, like, in, I mean, to me, like, you know, Going to like entering comedy, whether like I entered through kind of stand up was how it was how I did it, but like whether it's acting or improv or stand up or whatever, like I feel like being around a lot of funny people and getting paid to do it and and create funny stuff, like that is that's kind of the dream, you know. That's that's sort of where a lot of it starts off, I think. Um, yeah. is, is that was that the same for you, or was it you know did you have kind of a different feeling or a different experience when you were doing it? No, it was so much fun. There was a lot of improvising, um, especially at the end of the script. Um, and it was, it's just a really funny cast and crew. The director was so funny and he was just like throwing lines at us as we were going. Those are some of my favorite sets. The ones that where there's structure, but you can also like get a little loose. Like once you've covered everything that you need to cover. Um, so yeah, those are fun. Did they, did they give you some, um, you know, like we're like in the green room, was there a, I know you're a fan of wine. Like, did you, were you given like your own little bottle of wine? Like, Hey, in case you needed dual pregame, like here you go. <laughs> you know, I'm not at that point yet where I would show up to these things a little tipsy because <laughs> you do sort of want to still be on your A game, but you know, once I'm like big and famous, I'll show up to everything drunk. Yeah, <laughs> people will like me more. See, That's the way to make friends. Right? I was gonna say, I, <laughs> I I always like a good quote to promote the show with, and so I think you just gave it to me right there. Once I get big and famous, I'll show up drunk to every <laughs> to every audition slash every every gig I've got. So that was so true. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, yeah, like, like I just a little bit more like tell me a little bit just about like kind of uh, the grind of it because I mean that's definitely something like, I didn't really experience like was was going to all these sort of acting you know like I think a lot of people whether they actually go and do it or not like always have this sort of in the back of their mind like what's like to be an actress in in Hollywood and doing all that like how 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 was that experience I mean you mentioned like being your own CEO and all that kind of stuff but like. Are, are there a lot of like ups and downs that you faced? I mean, was it hard to kind of be even keel? Did you benefit from kind of having a normal day job before you went into this? Yeah, I was able to save up. So what happened was I found a supply chain job that moved me out to LA. And I would look out my window and see them filming NCIS. And I was like, oh shoot, I think I want to do that because my current job closed. Um, <laughs> so... I was, I mean, I did have like a salary job and some months I definitely missed knowing exactly how much I'm going to get paid and when I'm going to get paid. Just direct yeah. deposit. I missed that. 401ks, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, but then some months are just so lucrative. Like you can work a few days a month and make like 
more than I used to at my old job. Um, but it just depends. And what you're really being compensated for is that uncertainty. So every day is a hustle. It's a grind. You get about 20 hours um, notice before you have to show up for an in-person audition. And that fluctuates, but that's just on average for me. I get about 20 hours. Um, so that means you show up in the valley, dressed the part, being off book, like knowing everything and just ready to perform in 20 hours. So you're sort of on call all the time and it can get really emotionally and mentally exhausting. Um, but that's the job. And then I also get voiceover auditions, commercial stuff. Um, some you can do from home. Some you have to actually show up in person. And that's part of my audition schedule. You start off each week with nothing planned and then things just pop up day by day and you just sort of do what you can rearrange your schedule try to plan around traffic well i mean i mean you and you went to you went to university of michigan right so you're yes i did go blue yeah yeah so so uh i'm going to ask you about jim harbaugh's khakis in a minute but before i get to that (laughs) i gotta say i mean that does that suck because if you got to rearrange your schedule and you're missing you're missing like michigan ohio state or Michigan Penn State. I mean, like, you know, does that, is that, that, that's got to suck a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you end up working on weekends. Um, and that's, my friends understand the people that I keep close to me, like, know that it's a grind and that I could be on call at any second. Um, so it's pretty rare. I mean, most weekends I'm free, but if I ever have to dash, like, in a second, like, people get it. Um, and I have had to miss college football games sucks but you gotta know your priorities i think that's a great way by the way to it's kind of like a nice thing to have in your back pocket too if you're around a group of friends who you don't like that much or (laughs) you're at a party that kind of blows you're like well you know i gotta i gotta i gotta audition or you know i gotta i gotta do a shoot like you're you know and oh i know i get it i get it and then you're you just go home to your cats and a a bottle of you know pinot (laughs) And you're like, yeah. Yo, I'm still a dog person. Really? <laughs> but yeah, I've used it a few times. You know what? As I've gotten older, though, I really am more okay with saying no to things that I just don't want to do. So, like, big house parties where I don't know anyone, I'm like, meh, ass. Yeah, yeah. No, I pissed off a friend of mine, actually. Um, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's cool. But uh, <laughs> I pissed off a, because I did, I kind of like, I, I, I won't say like I, I didn't blow off a lunch today, but I it was like um you know, you made plans but then no like you kinda made loose plans but nobody just you know, said, Okay, this is the time, we'll meet and then like he didn't message me and I didn't message him and we just did it and then like you know, he's he's like, Well, this is like the third time or second time and I'm like, I you know, it wasn't personal, it wasn't like I I intended to do it, I just kinda like forgot. And um and anyway, he, he was really pissed, but I'm kind of like, to your point, I was just like, eh, that's okay. Like, it'd be, like, <laughs> like six months ago, a year ago, I would have been like, oh my God, let me buy you a coffee. And I thought about that. I was like, maybe I should buy him a coffee or a beer or something. And I was like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. Fuck like it is like the most powerful word ever for mental health. Yeah. Am I a bad person for that? Like, No. All right. No. People just need to chill out. And, I mean, I don't know. I feel like all of my spirit animals are cool with flaking on plants. We do it to each other all the time, and nobody cares. Great. 
<laughs> what happens is we end up just never seeing each other and falling off the earth and just like not being friends anymore. But we do it in a very cordial way there where you... nobody's upset. <laughs> See, I respect that. And by the way, for those listening, the next 25 minutes of this podcast is going to be a group therapy session. So um, with, yes, with... Nelly country grammar playing in the background. So that is, by the way, the only Nelly song I know. Um, you mentioned something no, with like not. sweatpants, I don't know, and band-aids. Um, let's talk about real quick. You're from Minnesota. And uh, well, you're not from, you're from Michigan. It's an M, okay, in the Midwest. Um, you're from Michigan. You uh, lived in Minnesota. You like Minnesota, is that right? Yes, I love it. They were in the news recently because Trump just did a rally. I got to do a little politics, right? This is kind of a politics news podcast. So so he was in a Trump for those who who may not know, Trump did a rally in Minneapolis as he does because that's that's a normal thing for a president to do their entire term. And uh he did a rally there, and it was very controversial because Minneapolis is a very diverse, progressive city. And and you tweeted about this, but like they there were protests. Uh, I know my brother was there, um, and 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 it was it was controversial. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, uh, got in like a Twitter battle with with Trump over this whole thing because Trump like will will go and like do these rallies, but then like the Trump campaign won't actually pay for like the venue. And I want to ask you about that in a second, but I got to ask you about Jacob Fry, the mayor, because there was a vanity, vanity fair article about this. Like it's been written, Jacob Fry, uh, pretty young mayor, uh, good looking guy, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how hot is he? Ooh, you know, men are just pieces of meat. He's someone with, Ideas and opinions that we should respect. That's what I like but, to hear. <laughs> That's right. Given that, I would give him a 10 out of 10. That man is fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. See, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, uh, he's not tall, though. I'll just say this. I know this person. Like I, I've been told he's not a very tall guy. He's like probably five, 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 six, something like that. Um, does that does that That's make adorable. it? Does, does that change it for you? Does that change the number? Does it you scale down a little bit? No pun intended. <laughs> you know, I really don't think it does because as long as he's got that, you know, he's like a mayor, so he has that. <laughs> Charisma. He's got power. That's how he's got status. Hey, everybody likes status, right? Status over stature. <laughs> okay, see, that's another good quote to promote the podcast. Status over stature. Melody Ping. <laughs> um what <laughs> do you do you follow politics a lot? You know, it's kind of hard to be in entertainment uh, in Hollywood and not follow politics because everybody is very vocal and it's, <laughs> it's a very like liberal culture. Yeah. Does it? Does so yes, it... I, I do follow it. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm like crazy obsessed. There's definitely a lot that I still have to look up and catch up on. Does it come up a lot in not just in LA, but like in the comedy world as well? Hmm. That's a, Good question. 
comedy world like on set or in scripts? Mm-hmm. I do see it, um, but in scripts usually. I mean, names are changed, or they'll write a story about a situation that sort of parallels what's happening in the real world, but in some, like, quote-unquote fictional land or whatever. that makes sense? So there's definitely, like, social criticism, um, but I would say it's, like, you know, very thinly veiled. Well, and I've asked this with, like, uh, I've had some stand-up comedians on in the past and some other folks, but is it, you know, like, like I, you know, even the South Park guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, were, were saying it, it's it's hard to, it's hard to be, uh, kind of like more. Abs- I'm I'm paraphrasing, so I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but like, it's it's kind of hard to be more absurd than the shit that you see on a regular basis, you know. So it makes comedy oh. it makes comedy difficult in a way because you can't. <laughs> you know, comedy is based on, on absurdness, right? And, and, and kind of stretching things and all that kind of stuff. Um, like uh-huh. taking the truth and then making it more than it is. Like in your world, like, do you see that at all? Hmm. I think it depends on the role. I haven't auditioned with any like Trump specific material myself. Technically like on a day to day, my biggest roles in general are commercials, so I do a lot of commercials, um, and that is decidedly, like, non-political. It's strictly about selling selling whatever item um, <laughs> is being marketed, um, so definitely it doesn't cross into the political realm, um, but sort of throwing it back to what you were saying earlier, didn't The Simpsons call out, like, 20 years ago that Trump was going to get elected? Yes, Like, that there's happened. some sort yeah. of, like... Yeah. Yeah, they they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, let me. Yeah, it, no, it's definitely interesting, and people are very, very opinionated. Yeah, um, it's something that I think a lot of writers um, care deeply about, and it inevitably works its way into the material. Um, and I think stand-up comedians uh, more so than people who do scripted, um, like me, like they're constantly hunting for material and are. French White House gives them plenty of that, so. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Bernie Sanders, President of the United States in 2032. At 91 years young, Bernie will finally become president, running on the campaign slogan, I will continue to yell at you people until you make me president. Bernie Sanders. Just let him have it. War is consistent. It's all overwhelming. So where to begin? Find somebody in pain and show a kindness to them. I want to go through, uh, I want to do something I've never done ever in an interview. Oh my gosh, what I've, is it? I've done like 50 or so podcast episodes, uh, give or take. Um, and I've never done this before. So I hope, if you don't mind bearing with me, I'm going to go through your Twitter timeline and call out a couple oh things. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, first off, um, <clears throat> there's I've noticed a th- sort of a theme with some of your tweets, and that is... Um, fast food uh 
One of the tweets I found was, uh, marry the man who memorizes your Taco Bell order. Have yeah, you, duh. have you, or have you not met that man yet? You know, I did, but it didn't work out. But thank God we never got married. It was just a casual hookup that mm. lasted as long as it did because he would bring me Taco Bell. The best <laughs> thing was like, he would call me and be like, yo, I'm coming over. Do you want me to bring you any food? And I'd be like, no. I'm good. And then he freaking bring me food anyway. I'm like, this man gets me. Did, was, that, was that a tough breakup for you? Was that difficult? Uh, you know, I feel like a few years ago probably would have been, but now I'm at the point where I'm like, if you stop making me happy or you just like straight up make me unhappy, I'm good. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal. We don't have to cry or fight about it. Let's just do our own thing. Well, okay. So I got to ask. So fast food stuff. What is you? You love Taco Bell. I, I know you've mentioned pizza on like on your Twitter feed. Like, what what is your <laughs> what, is, what? If it comes down to it, you got one more meal to go in your life, the life of and Melody it's Payne. Be fast food? Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not exactly seeing Morton's on here. Um, wow. I, I'm just saying, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I'm seeing a lot I of Taco mean, maybe Bell. I just couldn't. Think of anything funny to say about Morton. I'm just, My last deal. I'm looking for a Little Caesars Ooh. Hot and Ready reference here. You know, like where, where we got uh, a, what what is you it? You know, I really like Domino's pan pizzas. Oh wow! I'm a fan. They're delicious. See that just that led me to okay. So I had this because I so I I watch a lot of sports like you. I watch a lot of football, and before this interview, I was. Uh, I, Domino's did this ad. They're doing delivery insurance. I don't know if you've heard about this. But oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> See? You're just as much of a degenerate as I am. I love that. Um, no. <laughs> but, but but they're doing delivery insurance, which for, for the people who out there who uh, like read books and, and maybe not as watch as much uh, football <laughs> as Melody and I do, uh, basically like if, if Domino's they're doing this thing where if they fuck up your order, then they will like give you like a pizza on the house, which I think it's funny because it's like, I mean, it's one thing if like they put mushrooms and you ask for like pepperoni or something, but like, it's kind of funny. Cause like, what if they just like gave you food poisoning and they're like, well, here's another pizza that'll also give you food poisoning. <laughs> but, but like. I'm wondering, like, have you, like, what is, what is your opinion on Domino's and or have you used the delivery insurance to your advantage yet? Mm, no, I have not. I actually haven't had pizza in a little while. You know, it's LA. You got to be careful oh, about yeah. your carb intake. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, you love carbs. You're a self, self-subscribed carb fan. Dude, I do. I'm like half a bottle deep right now. <laughs> No. How many carbs is that? That's, um, that's pretty good. No, I haven't. I mean, I guess I would. Do you have to pay extra for it? I don't know anything about this. Well, hold I'm on. hoping I, you don't because that sort of defeats the right. I'm not. Well, I'm not I sure. But now I'm just curious. Have you? How much wine have you had just on this this interview so far? I'm just curious. I said half a bottle. That <laughs> might have been an exaggeration. It's like a third. All right. Well, that's good. That's solid. I haven't even noticed. Like. <laughs> Oh my scared. gosh, thank you. I have a, a problem, so, you know, I might take another bottle. There we go. The next 25 minutes is going to be rehab, folks. 
Um, yes, call me back in 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so, so, okay. Uh, you mentioned, um, another, another, uh, Melody Ping tweet that people need to watch. Um, my only flaw is that I have trouble not laughing when it's completely inappropriate to laugh. What motivated that tweet? Don't we all have that problem? Okay, I have this thing with farting. I think that there's no situation where farting is not funny. Like, I can't think of one. Like, (laughs) in every situation imaginable to man, it is always, always funny. And I always laugh. Even you talking about it, unfortunately. I didn't want to, but I laughed. You know what I mean? Oh, good. Right, I feel like it's like our... The one thing that connects us all is human. Yeah. In every culture, it's freaking funny. You can't communicate. Let your body do the talking. <laughs> it's got to come out some way, folks. Um, wow. And that's a great transition, by the way, from dominoes, because I think those two uh, align with one another pretty well. Um, there's, I'm seeing Doritos. I'm seeing wine tweets. Um just Googled how much wine per day makes you an alcoholic and I demand new search results. So yeah, wait, what, what wine do you drink? Like what is your, what's your go-to when it comes to wine? Ooh, Trader Joe's five, five, <laughs> holy crap. Now you can hear the slurring coming out. Yeah. Trader Joe's five buck chuck. Um, I like their Cabernet. They have like a blend that's like Cabernet and Syrah and it's freaking perfect. That's awesome. It's $5, which is also perfect. See, people come here to to talk, hear some politics, uh, maybe maybe a little, you know, get a good laugh, you know, from a from a comedian and actress, but they leave and they leave satisfied because the next time they go to Trader Joe's, they have wine recommendations and Cabernet uh, Sauvignon. <laughs> um. All right, last thing I want to ask you about. Um, what is okay so here's a tweet that I'm reading here bank accounts officially in recovery mode looking forward to a relaxing weekend of SpaghettiOs and my sister's Netflix account this is a two part question that's the tweet bank accounts officially in recovery mode looking forward to a relaxing weekend of SpaghettiOs and my sister's Netflix account first question is uh can you please provide everybody with your sister's Netflix account information? Ooh. I don't know if she'd want me to. She actually, you know, I don't know if I remember the password anymore. It's been so long. I make sure to like save it on all my devices. But I tried giving it to my friends and then she'll be like, who's selling that? You guys have my account. I'll change her password. Like, you are such a little snob. <laughs> be a bit more charitable your dollar accounts because she makes the most money um, we meet being me and my other sister who makes significantly less money so <laughs> thank you for paying for all our streaming services so far like until until you blow up and then you just show up to every uh, every shoot just high and drunk um, yes with my own <laughs> Netflix account <laughs> <Boston>. <laughs> My second part of that question is, how did that weekend go for you? Did you have SpaghettiOs? Did you use the Netflix account? And what is your favorite show to watch on Netflix? 
I love Big Mouth. It's really funny. It's my sense of like stupid juvenile humor. Um, that's my favorite show on Netflix right now. Um, I love SpaghettiOs. You know what's crazy is that, so when I first started acting, like, similar to a lot of people's situations, the first few years are very, very tough, and you end up sort of, like, scrounging. Like, every day, every meal, you're, like, scraping together change, and you, even as you start making money through the years, there are some, like, poor people habits that you just, like, don't give up. And for me, <laughs> that was SpaghettiOs. That was freaking Chef Boyardee. Yeah. I love that yeah. 99 cents a can. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, look, I don't know what's in there, but I mean, I love it. I still eat it. It's wonderful. The the thing I, you know, the thing I still haven't given up, Carlo Rossi sangria slash wine. You know, Carlo Rossi. Oh, like, yeah. It comes in like a jug with like a very, like you can only put your forefinger in there to like use the handle. <laughs> like that's how you have to carry it is with like literally just one finger trying to hold the thing up and you buy it, you have to buy it from a Seven Eleven. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. I'm very familiar. With. I'm pulling on your heartstrings right now, aren't I? You kind of are. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're just making me thirsty for more wine. Um, I'm done with the bottle by the way. Oh, you're done. Really? Well, yeah. Wait, really? Did Hell you- yes. <laughs> oh man! Under the second one. Oh, um, that is awesome. Well, Melly, uh, before you get to that second one, I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to talk. To you. This is maybe, and this is no offense to my previous guests. I've had a presidential candidate on here who will not win. Um, I have had a <laughs> potentially the vice yo, president. Yo, everybody said that about the last one, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I probably could have had Donald Trump as of like a year ago, but you know, um, I thought about that by the way. I thought, you know, what if I just became like a Trump supporter for like three weeks and I just made, I just, I didn't even like, I don't even need to delete any of my previous tweets that hate on him. I'll just like become a hardcore Trump supporter for three weeks and just see if like within three weeks I could get retweeted by him because I feel Dude, like, I feel like that could you happen. You totally could. Yes. Just say your Fox news. He'll do your podcast. I know I could. I know I, Yeah. You're awesome. Melody, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate of course. it. Um, yeah, this is super fun. Thanks for having me. Where can people check you out besides uh, Trader Joe's? <laughs> Trader Joe's in the wine section. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at mpang11. That is also my Instagram handle. And on Netflix, I guess. And random commercials. I don't know. They they pop up everywhere. My friends tell me about them. So I guess there's that too. Check her out on Twitter. Check her out on Instagram. And, uh, you know, uh, support um, support this wine habit she's got, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Find me on Venmo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Find me on Venmo. <laughs> that is, yeah, what's your Venmo handle? That's more important. Yes, Melody Dash Peng, P E N G. Venmo me five bucks. I need another bottle. Cabernet Syrah. Oh man, if we can get if we can get Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry to Venmo you five bucks, I think I th- I think I think we both officially won this podcast. Oh, I agree. 
Uh, Melody, thanks so much. And uh, yeah, hope to have you back sometime soon. Sounds good. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Thanks.